This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and our Arsenal Daily Transfer Show, the Arsenal Transfer Show, in which we give you guys all the latest Arsenal transfer news, keep you up to date with what's been going on around media, around rumours, around possibilities. Try to make sense of it, try to delve into whether or not the rumours are real or not, and maybe give you some inside insight as well. I hope you're doing good, I hope you're well, I hope you've been enjoying the fact that these are, we're now into the fifth week of these shows. So thank you so much for everyone that's stuck by, thank you everyone that's just joined us, maybe you're a recent listener, do let us know where you're listening from in the chat box, it's always great to see how global this show is starting to become, and the fact that you guys are making it either your morning routine, or if you're in the east, it's like your lunchtime afternoon routine, and if you're in the west, you're a mad person that's getting up at 3am to watch these shows, crazy, but people are doing it, which we do appreciate, so please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new to keep up to date with all of the latest Arsenal transfer information. Of course, we like to break down these players as well and do dedicated videos to all of the Arsenal transfers, and we'll get onto that in a little bit. We've also got a podcast this evening, and we're joined by a few guests to have a talk about a lot of the transfer chaos that's going on right now, about 7pm UK time, so make sure you stick around for that on our Let's Talk Arsenal show, and we've got more shows planned throughout the weeks and months ahead. Without further ado, let's crack on with our first story. Now, we start in the same place that we started yesterday with Matteo Genduzzi. Now, this is actually getting a more interesting kind of story because it's it's looking like we could get a decent fee for this guy. The, originally, you know, we saw these kind of rumours linking him to a, a maybe a £6 million move. But as of yesterday, some reports emerged that the fee could rise to between 12 and €15 million, Euros, which I know when you think about... Gendouzi and how much potential he has that maybe that's not still an inspiring figure but considering he's got a year left on his deal considering the fact that he is a, very much a problem player um, that we've unfortunately seen him kind of not devolve but he has he's certainly gone downhill in terms of his relationship with Arteta uh, so to get anywhere between 12 to 15 million euros for Gendouzi I think would be a really really good piece of business for Arsenal that would just certainly help with what we need to input into the team this summer. Good morning, everyone in the chat box. I'm just going to throw through some of these messages. Thank you ever so much. 
Uh, wow, Ivan from LA. That's a ridiculous time in the morning. Go to bed, sir. <laughs> Drizzy, good morning, guys. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Tom. Sorry, I can't go through everybody, but thank you ever so much for tuning in. Um, so Genduzi is, of course, someone that we are going to see move on. The deal between him and Marseille is, is effectively agreed. It is just now between Arsenal and Marseille. But it's certainly one that we could see being announced within the next few days or so before the European Championship start. Of course, he probably would have maybe even been captain of the French uh, under-21 squad that got knocked out yesterday. I saw a lot of tweets about how good the French under-21 national side is. And when you look at the team, it is ridiculous. Even their bench is a joke. And yet the Netherlands and Boadu, who is a striker at RZ Alkmaar that's been linked to Arsenal, um, and of course a lot of people would like to see Arsenal go for him, was the guy that knocked out the French under-21 national team from the Euros yesterday. Um, so they will then go on to play, uh, I think, is it Germany or... So I'm not sure who they're playing, but I think it's Spain against Portugal is the other semi-final. So that that was an amazing game if you watched that. Portugal-Italy, 5-3. If you haven't checked out the highlights, please do, because there's some crazy goals. And Gonzalo Ramos scores, who I interviewed uh, the other week, and he gave a message to a couple of our um, our TGT ambassadors, and he scored for the Portuguese under-21s. He's a great kid, and uh, he's got a big future ahead of him. So make sure you go check out those highlights let's move on to our next story then and go to reese nelson who looks to be possibly leaving the club annoyingly not permanently i say annoyingly because i think we could get a decent fee for him and he's probably not going to work at arsenal but it looks to be maybe a loan deal to olympiakos of all teams now olympiakos loaned bruma from psv last season i spoke to bruma on 101 and got an interview with him talking about his time at olympiakos playing against arsenal Hopes for the Portuguese national side, which unfortunately he didn't make. Um, but Olympiakos have, uh, have supposedly looked at Reese Nelson as a replacement for Bruma, should they not make that deal permanent. So Nelson could be on his way there on a loan deal, which, you know, and when it comes down to kind of Reese Nelson's future, I just can't see him getting into the Arsenal team ahead of like Saka and Pepe and whoever we sign, be it someone like Buendia. I just cannot see him getting into that Arsenal first team in the future. And I feel like we've got a player that's contract runs out in 2023, meaning he was loanwards expire at the end of this season, meaning he would have a year left on his contract until he then goes. It's it just frustrates me that we wouldn't be able to get a good fee for this guy. Like you surely would be able to get somewhere in the 15 million pound region for a guy that's an English-based talent, homegrown, has got Premier League experience, has scored against the likes of Liverpool, has played European football. He's just not going to make it for me at Arsenal. And so, uh, it just, yeah, you know, <laughs> I just feel like he could get a decent fee for the club. But if he goes on loan, we wish him all the best. Maybe you can absolutely smash it and his value would increase or you never know. In the most unlikely of circumstances, he could return to the club um so first arsenal signing is looking like it is going to be the player that most people expected it to be uh being matt ryan uh arsenal supposedly agreed a free transfer with brighton which is good considering he has a year left on his deal um so it's a bit of a savvy piece of business for the gunners it's a very solid signing. It's certainly one that I think is going to be uh, just the, the backup that we need. Just gives us that security that, that we're not panicking about Runnison and his flappy hands uh, dealing with our second string keeper. He isn't homegrown, which is something that certainly needs to be considered in regards to Runnison, who also isn't. And I think that Runnison should probably be sold as soon and quickly as possible. And Arthur Oconquo really kind of uh, promoted to that third goalkeeping position. 
Um, but I just think that, yeah, for me, re um, for me, Matt, Nel Matt Nelson, Matt Ryan is certainly someone that is, is absolutely fine signing to make for our backup position and will be a very good option for us in the future. He's a big Arsenal fan. He's a good member of the dressing room. He's good communicatively, if that's a word. Uh, speaks multiple languages and can uh, communicate well with our back line. It's just very, very good. Um, let's see what you guys are saying about this in the chat box. Social says, I don't mind Ryan as number two. I just don't want him as number one. I definitely would agree with you. Uh, Mr. B says, I thought we wanted a homegrown player for a backup goalkeeper. And I think that we would have probably gone for someone like David Rea, but Brentford being promoted probably and most likely scuppered those plans. Uh, Nick Meadows says, I, uh, it would be better to put Nelson on loan to the championship with a year extension. I do agree with you. Uh, Daniel says, why would Brighton agree to a free transfer? Just because they're not going to be able to sell him, um, and then they're saving the wages across that final year. So it does make sense of why they would let him go. The same reason Arsenal have let some players go um for, for nothing basically when they've got time left on their contract same reason uh tom says good piece of business as a backup indonil says matty ryan on a free kit free ticks all the boxes for a second choice goalkeeper i have no problems whatsoever with this signing he's of a good age as well dan says we're linked with chesney again i mean oh that's gonna be a funny one it's interesting because we've seen leno's position come under a little bit of scrutiny and we're not sure still whether or not he is going to be an Arsenal keeper next season. He seems to think that he is, um, but he has left the door open. And Arsenal have certainly left the door open, and they are open to him being sold. That is certainly the case, if they can bring in a very good replacement and get a good fee. But the feeling is very much they regret letting go of Emmy Martinez. Uh, Edward says, really think a team like Brentford could be a good fit for Nelson, playing under Thomas Frank. Uh, like Willock has, I think he could prove a lot of people wrong, including me. I'm happy, Edward. Absolutely happy for someone to prove me wrong. If it's for the benefit of Arsenal, always, always, always. Uh, Satya Brat says, really love this guy and his massive hands. <laughs> Seems like a very, yeah. If you saw my tweets about the pitch they put out at the end of the season, my, Matt Ryan's hands are huge. It's uh, just claws getting his hand around the ball. So it's unsurprising that he was made to be a goalkeeper despite his lacklustre hype. Okay, Martin Erdegar is, is the next thing we're going to talk about. And you may have seen some reports flying around about a possible price that Real Madrid are asking for in excess of £50 million, which is a hell of a lot of money for someone who has barely played for them, has only played six months for us, and it wasn't all great. There was a lot of great stuff to admire from Erdegar when he did come in, but it wasn't all great. He's got an injury problems in his history. For £50 million, it's a solid no from me. Um, if you were looking somewhere between 20 to 30, I'd be like, yeah, let's let's do some business. But for £50 million, that is a huge, huge amount of someone uh, money for someone who, for me, is still not proven at that level to be that amount of money. It's just to think that it'd be going for close to what Bruno Fernandes went for is just crazy. Um, it's a really silly amount of money. I get that Real Madrid need money because they want to reinvest it. I get they're in financial issues because of the whole illegal state aid situation. Um, but you can't just be held to ransom on a player. You cannot just allow yourselves to pay over the odds for someone that you want, especially when there are other players out there that are certainly worth, in my opinion, more and are going for less. It's just not something that you can justify. And I think the feeling is certainly the same in the chat box. Jerome says, I don't think Odegaard is worth it. Jashar says, 50 million pounds. No, thanks. Ivan says, 50 million for Odegaard. Big pass. Paul says, no, thanks for that price. Michael says, now nah, 50 million plus is too much 
for Erdogan. Mr. B says, 10 million and Willian take it or leave it. I think you've been a bit optimistic there, son. Um, Mitchell says, uh, is it a structured deal? Uh, if it's a structured deal, Tom, he could easily develop into a 50 million pound player. I'm not saying he couldn't develop into a 50 million pound player. And if it's structured, the problem with that structuring is that we've done that with Pepe. That deal is still affecting us years later. You can't just structure every single deal that you do so they're all staggered because eventually you'll end up paying stupid amounts of money later on down the line that that you then can't afford to buy in any other players because you're still paying off all the players that you've still got, players that you even already seen go. Mesut Ozil is still costing us money despite no longer being our player. We can't put ourselves into these situations. It's just ridiculous. I get that staggered payments sometimes work well, but in this situation, it's just it's too much of a risk for that kind of outlay. Belagia says 50 million if we can get both Erdegaard and Odria Zola. Uh, who hasn't had the best of times uh, since leaving Real Sociedad for, for Real Madrid. Of course, he had he spent a year on loan at Bayern Munich, won the Champions League despite barely playing. Um, but mm, I'm not so sure. I used to be a big fan of him when he was at Real Sociedad, but he's not been able to step up to that next level at Real Madrid. Uh, Jean-Dre says, hit that like button, man, like Thomas grinding every day for you frauds. Thank you so much, mate. Much appreciate it. Uh, Benny Anslow says, sad to see how far Arsenal has fallen competing with Aston Villa for a player. Wow. I mean, ironically, Aston Villa have done some very decent business. I'd have liked if Arsenal had competed with Aston Villa for Matty Cash. I'd have, I'd liked if, if Arsenal had kept hold of Aston Villa's now goalkeeper, Emilio Martinez. I'd liked if we'd have gone in with Aston Villa to sign Ollie Watkins. So when it comes down to saying we're now competing with a team like Aston Villa, I think it's a little bit arrogant. Uh, and I think that certainly we should be looking at some of the players that Aston Villa have quite... You know, I've been really quite smart in signing. It's that same Arsenal snobbery, that arrogance that really does let us down at times. Let's move on to the next story, which is Sander Berger, another player that's been linked to Arsenal for a significant period of time now. And Sheffield United are staying strong on this one. There is no budging on their £35 million valuation of Sander Berger. There is a release clause in his contract. And that all that chaotic news we heard previously about that maybe dropping to twelve million pounds was not true. The figure does stand at thirty million pounds plus. And again, for me, for a player of Sanderberg's quality, who I do not think is better than Granite Xhaka right now, he certainly got the potential to be better than him. But to spend thirty-five million pounds again, and considering we spent about that amount on Granite Xhaka, and look how much of a a situation that turned out to be and I don't think this guy right now and maybe not is is going to be better than that especially when someone like Ruben Neves is is also 35 million pounds if you believe the reports from the Athletic that I, I can't justify that I can't justify going and doing that risk especially when someone like Basuma is also available for that kind of figure it just doesn't make sense to me um, and, and that that is a very uh, an annoying thing to, to have linked to us is is just the fact that we are going maybe going for players at prices that just don't make too much sense michael says 30 million pounds nope um arsenic Sunner says leicester are going to sign him for 20 million quid yeah you can see that happening can't you branjao says uh neves for 35 million too which is better uh jandre says we would most likely have to buy two centimeters this window i do agree with you i get the feeling that one of them is going to be uh, you're more marquee, you're Pesuma, uh, Rubenerej type, and then the other one might be uh, more of a an Unwepu kind of level player at Red Bull Salzburg, that kind of, of level of player. Um, 
Let's go from Michael Velasquez. He says, we should be up uh, the current players. I don't think he will take us to the next level. Akshat says, I uh, think Berger is one of those whose price will drop later when they realize no one is playing that much. Uh, the Brotherhood says, why are we making this so difficult? Surely the best options are Basuma and Buendia. Joe Gifford says, his profile is one that I like. A backup, young physical and prem experience, but 35 million is insane. I think, Joe, you and me are very much on the same wavelength in regards to how we're thinking about that one let's move to the next story which revolves around the other guy that we've been linked to heavily and his right side partner um max Ahrens. now the uh, sporting director at brighton has been conducting a couple of interviews which you may or may not have seen stuart weber i believe his name is and he recently said some really interesting things about both these two and todd Cantwell. if you haven't seen it he says if we do sell one it's going to be a club record deal it's probably going to start with a number three in front of it that will give us great opportunities to make uh, to maybe make the whole squad better as well we're really relaxed on that front um which interests me because Buendia's price was always looked to me as a 40 million plus player. And when we spoke to the guys at the Canary cast, Jack and Jacob, they both said that they'd be looking at 40 million plus. I mean, Jack was saying that he wanted 50 million for this guy. I've seen some Norwich fans in the comments suggesting that they want 40 million plus for this guy. So to see their very shrewd sporting director who is known for getting very good fees out of players like Ben Godfrey, for instance, like James Madison, that he would be looking for a 30 million kind of figure, a 30 million plus figure. It's surely one you have to bite your hand off for Buendia. I certainly expected Max Aarons to go for that around around 30 million pounds. But for Buendia, that's a, a steal, especially when you think about Erdogan is, is looking at costing 50 mil plus. To go in for someone like Buendia is, is a must for me. And I certainly think the Arsenal fan base are leaning much more towards the Argentine than they are for um for Odegaard. it just doesn't make too much sense for me um to, to go down that route for to, to pay 50 mil plus when you've got someone like Buendia available for 30 mil plus it's it's crazy uh Ivan says 50 mil for Buendia and uh and Aaron's versus 50 mil for Odegaard is an easy decision I think it would cost you upwards of 60 close to 70 million if you were to going to go get both of them uh Alistair says not every target will be open to joining Arsenal we just need two signings in the midfield Aaron's is not likely if we do get Buendia I don't agree I think that they would sell both players if the money was right Saeed says is he talking about three million plus for Willian? <laughs> Maybe so. Wilson says 30 million for Buendia would be a great price. Uh, John Jambo says we need both. I agree. Dano says uh, Edu and Arteta have said otherwise, but things seem to be heading for us doing the main deals late. Uh, Jerome says Buendia should be signed today if he costs 30 million plus. Nick Meadows, 8 million for the 80 million for the pair. 8 million would be great, wouldn't it? Social says 30 to 40 million for Emmy. Guna Loop says, Tom, would you take our for 30 million pounds? Come on, mate. Uh, not if Wendy is going for the same price, mate. Not a chance in hell. Let's go on to the next story, which revolves around Nusser Mazraoui. Now, um, we talked about him yesterday because I didn't report on the story because I was looking at kind of the links um, that were out there at the time and I didn't see them as that credible. We wrote a piece on it over at 101. You may have read it. I did tweet it out where I linked all of the links we've seen so far. All of them are coming out of Morocco right now, which I don't know about their credibility. It's, it's usually best to err on the side of caution. So I didn't report it in the show yesterday, but I did write about it. 
And he is supposedly, if you, but anyway, let me tell you what the links are because the links are that it's between 10 and 15 million euros for this guy. And that Arsenal would be competing with um, Bayern Munich for his signing. Of course, Bayern Munich are in a situation where they signed Bunasar, uh, I think, from, I want to say, like Marseille or somewhere like that um, last season. There's a bit of a backup because they have Benjamin Pavard there. Kimmich has moved into the midfield. But Pavard's future is kind of looked upon maybe as more of a centre-back. He played a lot of centre-back for Stuttgart when he was there. And they're looking at bringing in a right-back. They wanted Sergino Dest. He went off to Barcelona, if you remember, last summer. And they are looking out for a right-back. And Masraoui is, is certainly someone who they would be interested in. Now... There was then reports from France that you may have seen come out later in the day yesterday that denied all uh, possibility that Arsenal and Bayern Munich were in for him. What is well known and what is a fact is that he will most likely leave this summer. That has been pretty much confirmed from the Dutch media that Masraoui is, is going to be going this summer. He has a year left on his deal. He's not looking at renewing his contract at the moment. And so there are they are Ajax open to offers and very reasonable offers for the Moroccan international. But there is at the moment very conflicting reports on the continent about this idea. And we have so far heard, wait, we're waiting anyway, to hear from any kind of uh, legitimate sources from the UK as to how legit these this kind of situation is. And because of that, it's I'm not going to sit here and be like, yes, look, we're going to go and get this guy. Because but for me, I can't commit to that because I've seen, I've heard nothing personally. I texted a couple of people that I know and they said they knew nothing about this. Um, within the English-based media, it is... It's it's a it's a non-starter at the moment. So don't get your hopes up just yet. I'm not saying that we're not going to sign him. I'm just saying that the the credibility uh, of this is is very questionable right now. So uh, so we'll just chill on that one. Uh, Jerome Pierre, thank you ever so much for coming uh, becoming a member. Much appreciate the support. You've joined a great crew of people. Uh, if you have become an expert member, which I'll be able to check in a second, you'll be able to join our Discord server as well. There's some great chat going on there. Twenty four seven. Uh, so thank you so much, Jerome. JD uh, says, in reply to Yonix, he can't take that risk. Emil Smith-Rowe is only 20 and injury-prone. He can't play week in, week out uh, with the high intensity of playing style. He can also play on the left wing. We need to bring in a quality cam. I think like JD's getting one over on Yonix here. Jason says, wasn't Buendia our second or third choice option behind Awar last season? Last summer, before the season that he had, um, in the summer, it was different. We were actually more interested in uh, Buendia in the, in the January window, less so than the summer window. So I'm not sure where that has necessarily grown from. Um, Arun says it's another Ziyech type of agent leaks. They do share the same agent, uh, Hakim Ziyech uh, and, and, and uh, 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 Mazraoui. Um, they do share the same agent. So that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Sai says Nusser is better than Max Aarons. I'm screaming. Um, I mean, when it comes down to those two, if you think about if the figure, say, say just for a second, let's let's live in this prospective land of, of guessing that Masraoui's price is around the 10 to 15 million euro mark, yeah? And Max Aarons, his price is 30 million pounds plus. If you just consider that for a second, the, the, it doesn't make too much sense if Masraoui, a player of Champions League quality, a player that's been playing very, very well for Ajax, is at that level. Now, I do plan on doing a tactical breakdown dedicated to him. I just need to find some expert insight. I am desperately trying to look for some, but it's very difficult right now. Um, but hopefully we'll have some success with the messages I'm sending out this morning. Um, but 
for me, if you've got someone of the quality of Masraoui available for 10 to 15 million euros, and it trust me, in terms of the drop-off from Aaron's or the comparison between the two, and we will compare the two, I don't see that as a, as a massive drop-off. Um, it's a good deal for Arsenal to do. He's young. He's Champions League quality. He's someone that's on the international stage as well. Someone who would definitely add quality to our right-hand side. Good going forwards, good going back. You may have seen a recommendation from TIFO Football, which is a very good site to take recommendations from. He is certainly someone that would add the quality needed to Arsenal's right-back position. So for that kind of fee, it, it does make a lot of sense in my mind. Uh, we've got another uh, Satya Brat. You've joined up as a member too. Thank you ever so much for the support, mate. Really appreciate that. You've been a long-time listener and I appreciate how long you've been here. And now you've chosen to support us in that too. So I really appreciate that, mate. Uh, much love to yourself and I hope you can join our Discord server as well. Uh, Louis says, Lille had a great season. Do you guys rate uh, any of the players there? Of course, Lille had a fantastic season. And while we're on the situation of right-back, Louis, uh, Zeki Celik, the Turkish international right-back, is certainly someone that I've looked in a little bit more since watching Lille and watching the highlights and doing some uh, articles based on him. And he looks a very, very good prospect. You've also got players like Sven Botman at the back. Obviously, Mike Magnon went off to play for AC Milan, which is a very good piece of business. You've got players like Jonathan David from Canada that's done very well. Burak Yilmaz is probably not a player that you'd look to sign because of his age and situation. He looks like he'd stay there. Uh, Yadziki, another Turkish international. We've got quite a few of those in the Lille side. Is another really well high rate, highly rated player that's more of a centre forward that can play as a bit of a cam. They've got some good midfielders in there too, Renato Sanchez, Andre. They've got some decent players at Lille, but I'm not sure that you'd go for any more other than say Zeki Celik is certainly the one that I would pick out as as the probably the best option from that bunch. Um, Sahil says, Tom, why are we going for Mana Solomon? It's an interesting one, the Mana Solomon situation, um, because it's Shakhtar Donetsk. I think he's 21. Uh, Israeli international and I, I don't know because if, if for me I don't think he's of a quality that's better than what we've already got and I get that he's a prospect and I get that he might be better um, than some of the other players that, that we've maybe been linked to he's better than say Reese Nelson he's better than Willian and I think he certainly would be maybe worth the money if you were looking at that area but when you can get a Buendia when you've already got a Pepe you've already got a Saka no, the Solomon situation, I, I don't really understand that. I think that's more probably coming from their side, the agent side, his side, than it is necessarily coming from Arsenal's side. I'm not saying that Arsenal aren't interested. Uh, but yeah, Gunaloop says Atal is a good option at right back. Not for me, Atal. Uh, I think he's very much kind of a, a FIFA player's um, I think those that play FIFA a lot, which I no longer do, um, are, are the ones that are looking at Atal because of his hype on the game. Uh, but if you're actually watching for Nice, he has got a lot of flaws, especially defensively. So he's very, very pushes very, very high up and leaves a lot of space in behind. And Nice have suffered defensively because of that, especially in the first half of this season. So I wouldn't necessarily be looking um, at, at Yusuf Atal. Um, Longonga says Manu, uh, not good enough. Uh, someone suggesting him in the chat, which is interesting. Um, I've, I don't know much about I'm assuming he's playing for, is he Anderlecht I think uh, but I'm not sure of that. I might be wrong Matt G says I understand the big deals Buendia Erdogan will take time to complete but why can't we get the cheaper deals wrapped up sooner we seem to always do that now Matt G what, what is important to remember is that we're doing these shows right we do these shows every single day at 8am you guys tune in to hear about Arsenal's latest transfer news and that means that we are constantly all day every hour and minute looking at transfer news, finding out transfer news, finding out what's going on. And the fact of the matter is, it's the 1st of June. 
it's the 1st of June. I get that we want to get deals done quickly. I get that we're seeing Liverpool going and signing Canate. I understand that. But it is very early. And because we're so in tune with the transfer market and we're so desperate for that information and that news and we're doing shows every single day, it does make it feel like a little bit slower than it actually is in reality. It's the 1st of June. If we get to the end of June and we're not making any we're not making any movements and we haven't looked at bringing anyone in and barely anyone's left, then get a bit concerned. But on the 1st of June, Matt, I understand your frustration, but I think that there is some context and there is some patience associated. The, the season is only finished by a few days. So let's just chill. And of course, the European Championships are just around the corner. The under-21s are going on at the moment. All of these things have an impact. I also think Arsenal are going to look to move players on, not because they need the money, but just because they need to lessen and, and shrink the size of the squad before they look to bring players in. Um, do, 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 do. David says, Emerson to Barcelona. Can we take deaths from them? No, I don't think that Emerson going to Barcelona necessarily means that he's going to stay there. Um, it's just because they can sign him for such a cheap fee this window that they're getting that done. Dest being there is is very much, from in my opinion, the long-term plan. Um, but he is versatile that he can play in multiple positions is Dest. So who knows at this stage? Sabre says, Tom, could you share the Discord uh, ID, please? I'd like to join. Yes, I'll be putting it in the YouTube community tab after the show is finished for the expert members and higher. So make sure you check it out. Matt G says, damn you and your completely rational commentary. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's how my brain works. I can't help it. Um, what? Um, Mitchell says, uh, Yonit Mack needs uh, his name in the end credits. Uh, he's always the name on everybody's lips. You know, Yonit Mack is our mascot. He's our, he's our balance provider. He gives the other side of the argument. He's our resident rat. It's what he does. It's just he's from that side of the is that side of the the, the way. So it's it's what Yonick does for us. Uh, so he, he knows it as well. He's dropped in a couple of rap comments. I know where he comes from. Uh, HGM says blessings, Tom. Are the links uh, to Mateus Martinelli true? Of course, Mateus Martinelli. We were linked to uh, quite a while ago. We did a tactical breakdown dedicated to him. So if you want to find out more about Mateus Martinelli, who is a player from Brazil, he's not in the forward kind of area. Uh, as comparison to our own Martinelli, he plays more as kind of the deeper midfielder. Um, but if you want to find out more about Martinelli, you can go and watch our tactical breakdown on him. Um, but in regards to the links, we the links before seemed credible, so there's no reason as to why we're still not. Uh, Dan, yes, there is a podcast tonight, Dan, so make sure you tune in uh, at uh, 7pm UK time. I'm going to be joined by Amanda, uh, who you may have seen over at the Highbury squad. I'm going to be joined at Dan, by Dan Potts from Same Old Arsenal. Really good lad. Don't always agree with Danny Boy, but he's still a good lad. Uh, we much appreciate his time and opinions. Uh, and Owen Young, of course, our very own Owen Young uh, from the Gooners pod and as part of our members as well, uh, is going to be joining me as well. There'll be more opportunities throughout the summer to have uh, some expert members on podcast with some of our regulars as well, kind of trying to mix them a little bit as well and get some of our regulars and our members on at the same time. Uh, you may have seen that happen with... Uh, um, uh, Chicago Guna, Jared has come on with some of our regulars. Pablo has come on with our regulars. Um, so there's been plenty of them have come on so far. So if you are interested in coming on the show, we do open that opportunity up to our expert members and our TGT ambassadors. So thank you so much for those that always continue to support it. Um, 
Take a look at London Dairy, says Clive. Why am I looking at London Dairy? Text me, Clive. I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Um, Classy Football, who, of course, is one of our fantastic TGT ambassadors, says, I feel... Who I think is called Pedro from your Twitter account, mate. So let me know if I'm calling you Pedro from now. Says, I feel the Norwich director's comments aren't as clear as they seem. The fee may start with a three, but after the add-ons, etc., they can be looking at 40 million plus uh for the desire to sign Buendia I do tend to agree with you mate a hundred percent uh Ugang says Tom let's talk about club finance and redirection for the future in another video it's certainly an area um that I am not like well tuned in in regards to like my own uh knowledge of finances and how they work it's a very very basic level and that's why i always consult with people that are very much more in the know about that but we could definitely do a show on finances and how they work with some experts so thanks for the idea mate definitely so um sarun says thoughts on willock as a false nine and reese nelson as a right back next season uh, i'm definitely not the second one uh, the first one though Obviously, I can understand where that might come from, but I think Willock is very, very good playing as the number eight alongside a six, maybe in a midfield three that has a number six with two number eights in front. Be that, uh, I mean, my predicted lineup, I would have liked to have seen a midfield three of Basuma at six, Partey and Willock alongside each other to then allow them to push forward and try and score goals. But as the out and out false nine, I'm not sure. That, that works. Thank you, Jez. Much appreciate the support, mate, as always. Uh, Jashar says, do you think we need to make signings before the Euros and not fall into the trap of buying players who've had a good tournament? Jashar, there's two schools with thought with this. The first one is to say, yes, of course, you want to get your business done early. You want to get in there before anyone else can and you can get them settled playing in pre-season so they know their situation and you don't have to worry about scrambling for transfers later on. The other side of the argument, though, is, mate, is that some dominoes need to fall before some players become available, and that might mean that we have to wait until after the Euros. You also might want to think about the fact that if you sign a player that's going to the Euros and then they get a serious injury there, that's something that is out of your control entirely as well. So there's there's pros and cons to both that's the problem please don't spam at my chat you will be timed out uh 360 david says jefferson lerma from bournemouth as a possible option see he is for me obviously i think he's a very good player and i think that when they signed him from levante i think it was bournemouth signed him from um it definitely came from spain i'm almost sure of it uh, that he i don't think had the best time in the premier league in his first kind of season uh he's looked great in the championship and I think if you were going to sign someone like Jefferson Lerma, it would be in addition to, say, your marquee midfield sign. Uh, that That is what I would be looking for. So it's not a bad shout, mate, but I think certainly it's more of your depth option than necessarily a starting option. Uh, Jandre says the striker situation needs to be clear next season. There are murky waters. Maybe so. It does depend on the future of what we've already got. It does depend on how we plan on integrating following Balogun into the team. So all of those things need to be thought about. Balogun says, do you think that Genduzi and Xhaka will be out before the Euros? I would be surprised if they weren't. Uh, although saying that, the Roma Xhaka stuff has gone a little bit quiet over the last couple of days. That might be a good sign. It might be things are moving. 
Um, but I'd be surprised if both of them didn't actually go before the Euros from the way that they've been talked about so far. Uh, Jacob says, uh, morning, Tom. What do you think about Gerson from Flamengo as a replacement for Xhaka? He's more dynamic, often playing in a pivot role, and was already linked to us in the past. He was linked to us in the past, so much so that we have also done a tactical breakdown on Gerson, which you can find on the channel. Is a year plus old, um, but there's still some good insight from our Brazilian experts on that show. So if you want to go and watch that, please do. Um, but what I would say about that in particular is that Gerson, of course, has already had his time in Europe. He used to play for Roma before going back to, to play in, in Brazil with Flamengo. He has flourished since going back and is certainly looking like a decent option. And it has been shown that you can sign players from the Brazilian league that can come straight into a continental league or in the UK and do really well. Our own Martinelli is a very good example of that. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes at Lyon is another good example of that too. These players can have a really good impact it's just about being smart and about how much you pay for these guys, for sure. Uh, Saturday Brett says, Football London just reported that Arsenal's chief is in negotiations for Manasong. I read this article this morning. Now, I'm not actually sure that's what they said unless they've given it an update. Uh, let me just quickly double check. Um, but I'm pretty sure that Arsenal, it was a different, it was a different article. But I will just double check very quickly. Uh, can't see anyone, can't see any links so far. 12 hours ago was the article. Uh, and they said, uh, but when Arsenal Football London, a source close to the player, was quick to deny that discussions would already take place. So I don't think that's actually uh, as spot on. So I'm not sure that is the case so far. I'd be surprised if we went for him, to be honest. Uh, Joe says, morning, Tom. Uh, why do you think the Arsenal fan base have already developed a preference for Buendia over Erdogan as a signing at number 10? Uh, Joe, for me, I think it's very simple. I think it's because maybe Erdogan's raw numbers of goals and assists have not exploded in these first six months. Arsenal fans, including myself, do have a tendency to enjoy the new toy syndrome, which is something we use as a lot and thinking about the unknown might be better than what we already have. Although saying that the grass is not always greener. I also think that Wendy's raw goals and assist numbers are excellent. And I still think it's not a bad school of thought. And I certainly agree with the school of thought of preferring bringing in Erdogan, uh, bringing in Wendia uh, over Erdogan. But uh, yeah, it's I can understand why people have that school of thought based upon what we've seen. I don't think Erdogan has been given a fair assessment. I don't think after the amount of time he's been here and the injuries that he faced prior and during that loan spell, we've seen the maximum from him, and he's still been very, very good, especially vocally and as a leader in the attacking side of the field. And if we signed him, I certainly wouldn't be disappointed. But I think I can understand why people think about that way. Uh, Ashton says, don't forget, dude, we need a left-back. Van Aanholt on a free transfer next season is certainly a case that I think Arsenal will be looking at, but I am sure that we'll be going for a left-back this summer. We know that we want Ryan Bertrand, but it does look more likely he'll end up at Leicester City. We'll have to see. Uh, Joseph says, what are your thoughts on Reese Nelson to Olympiacos? Good idea or for developments? If you want to know my thoughts on that, scroll back to the start of the video because we've already talked about it. With that, we are going to wrap up. Thank you ever so much, guys, for tuning in. There may be a show a little bit later on today. There will definitely be a show in the evening, 7 p.m. UK time. Make sure you tune in for that. I'll be joined by Amanda, by Dan Potts, uh, and by Owen Young for a podcast to talk all about transfers. So make sure you tune in for that. There's a whole hour of transfer discussion for you coming this evening. So make sure you do tune in for that. Please do drop a like into the video if you have enjoyed. And even if you haven't, 
just for the appreciative work that goes into this every single day, giving you the content. Apologies that there was no video yesterday evening. I gave myself an evening off because it's been a hell of a lot of commitment doing these two, three shows every single day that we're going to continue pushing on, continue going through with it. And this is the place that you need to come to to get all of the latest Arsenal transfer news discussed in a level-headed and as professional way as feasibly possible. It's been a pleasure as always, guys. I'll see you again a little bit later today. It's been an absolute pleasure and I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.